Say your name and what you do. Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Kelly, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. All right, everyone, here we are on the Business AF Podcast with Chris and uh, my man right here. Uh, can you introduce yourself to everyone? Sure. I'm Robert Garrett. I'm from Central California. Uh, my practice is the Taxman Financial Services um, LLC company. I'm going into my 19th year. Yeah, that's uh, so you're telling me a little bit on how uh, uh, before we went live on how you started your uh, company um, for everyone that's listening or we might have some accountants that are uh, or some future CPAs that are listening to this uh, right now or in the future. Um, so can you uh, please tell your story? Yeah, uh, I just I started doing taxes on my own. Then, you know, a couple of family members and then they started referring people. Um, as I was going to school for business and, and then it became, okay, let me, let me take this a little serious. The funny thing is in school, you know, you only take one class in the lower level of taxes and in the, in the upper level, you take another class. Um, everything's accounting based, you know, but tax wise, you learn kind of while you're in the field and, and through some of the IRS training and the California training. But, um, yeah, I, I did it while I was working, um, you know, after work on the side for a number of years, solely working for myself. I did it for nine years. Um, so it's, it's been actually a journey. So why is it that schools only offer a lower level and an upper level class? There's other ones, but for personal income tax. So, you know, a lot of like CPA work is built around corporate tax. And so corporate tax first is around the accounting part of it. Um, so, but there's, I mean, there's a number of trainings after that, but not necessarily in the, in the CSU, um, you know, uh, in the, in the classes per se. Uh, so, you know, how it, however it worked, you know, but, uh, you know, with the, the, continuing education, the seminars, the webinars, those type of things. The tax code book is very lengthy. I mean, you could go into depth even more, but uh, for the most part in a business, my degree is in accounting and management, um, four-year degree, and that's just all I, I had at both colleges. Interesting. So <clears throat> when, uh, so you say you were working for 19 years, but then you're also before that working for other companies, correct? Yeah, so I was running front office as a bookkeeper, account payroll clerk, just those different different titles. Okay, and then you decided to one day just try and become a certified uh, accountant. Is that? Yeah, I I started with tax and noticed the man the 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 name the tax man and and I I branded that and that's what everybody knew me as. But as you start doing taxes, you know people come in and they got different needs, and instead mm -hmm. of trying to send them somewhere for those needs, I tried to make sure that I could handle those needs. So I went from bookkeeping to accounting to business formation, meaning like doing a nonprofit, you know, a corporation, LLC, um, just all the steps in that payroll, um, tax solution. Tax solution is probably our biggest niche because a lot of people, they'll go, maybe they go to H&R Block, they go to Jackson Hewitt, well, they, they close their doors April 15th. And then those problems don't come back until a couple months later. And, you know, so people ask, you know, is that my competition? I was like, I mean, they got to, good brand but we fix a lot of their mistakes so i'm okay with that yeah there's nothing wrong with that right you kind of right that and that's one problem that uh for example i keep 
um, also hearing from other people is like, for example, some CPAs only work from like February or January till mm -hmm. April or May, right? Whenever the extensions all roll. Yeah. And yes. After that, they go on vacation. Mm -hmm. And that was me actually until the last four years. The last four years before that, that's what I used to do. I used okay. to just, you know, relax. Now um, I got four employees. We're open all year long. The last couple of weeks, like we've been in here doing eight, eight to 10 hours a day. Um, just doing end of the year compliance for corporations, LLCs, nonprofits, you know, getting that stuff ready. But also we're still doing the bookkeeping, accounting, um, payroll, you know, with QuickBooks Online, you know, you can get certified on there. It's pretty easy. Um, I suggest taking some college courses, though, for a foundation. Uh, what yeah, I see definitely. is a lot of people that fell in that they don't have that foundation. So, Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people for sure. Because um, <laughs> you know, I have a business as well. Uh, a startup tech company, but um, mm -hmm. I am also dabbling in real estate. So, for example, I have questions that come up, right? Right? You know, like when I'm doing different things in my business, or if I'm trying to get into like real estate as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have different questions, and sometimes my CPA isn't available. So, I think it's very important, uh, or I wish there would be more CPAs that were available. I guess, and um, right in, in the industry, yeah. I see that a lot. The CPAs. One of the things I try to do, especially on social media, is be personable. So I'm a regular person you can talk to. So um, I got a Facebook page, Z Taxman um, 209, or my website is ztaxman.com. And people could reach out to me. And for me, consultation is free. A lot of CPAs don't do that. You know, for me, that's the way in. Maybe, maybe they need me. Maybe I need them. However, it is. You know, but yeah, being accessible to people is is personable to people not untouchable you know i think that's right. very important definitely i agree with that so um what was the reason uh to get into uh this field you, you know it makes sense to me you know everything makes sense at the end of the day you know you work on something and it makes sense uh, meaning uh, the numbers the numbers always add up the numbers don't lie um and statistics they could lie because they could be what you want them to be but uh as far as money like you know it, it just always made sense and it seemed like it was almost like each case was um a puzzle and then once you made that puzzle fit then you know that move on to the yeah. next the real world okay. sometimes ain't easy as cool but we make it work yeah that's cool so and then also so now you said you have four employees and you just started working full-time about or like throughout the whole year four years ago mm -hmm. um so what um, what struggles have you had trying to grow? And also, uh, what are some things that you've learned along the way? Well, it's always a learning experience. For me, I think it's like an attorney. Um, an attorney, he knows, he has niches that he knows. He doesn't necessarily know the whole law book. And when he does, he knows there's resources to get that information and to dig in. And tax is the same. The tax book is crazy big. And so if you're dealing with something all the time, say Schedule C's, um you're with that so you understand that well but now something comes up maybe uh, a 1041 in a state and you're not used to that so some of those if they're complicated i'll send those off work so i know my limitations on some of that mm -hmm. and it's just because i don't do enough of them um some of the struggles i think um is just you know i believe i could have did it sooner but i didn't jump i didn't i didn't say you know what i'm going all in and i'm just gonna i'm gonna get me a, an office location um, a big one and just jump in. When I first got in the location I'm in now, three years ago, it was 1,400 square foot with five offices and it was just me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is big, but let's see what yeah. we can do. Yeah. 
So just jumping, you know, leaping and just, you know, going full fledged. You know, some people want everything, but they don't want to. They don't want to go all the way. So. Mm-hmm. So do you do any marketing for your business? Uh, yeah, I have a history. So in 2001, well, I did music. So when I did music, I did music for 10 years and I was, uh, I owned a music label and I did, um, the recording and the engineering and that. And so with that, we sold 23 albums, um, nationwide. We sold about 700,000 albums independently with that though came promotion. So I took that promotion model and did it here. So I do flyers, um, I do social media, I do stickers, I give out t-shirts. So every client that comes in, they get a free t-shirt, mm. um, you know, but I do like uh, dry fit ones. So they're at the gym. So when people are at the gym, they see, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. see that. Um, I do a number of things. And then with local um, sports teams, I sponsor them, you know, that type of stuff. So I believe, you know, I know they may one cost six, 600, one cost a thousand, but a couple of clients that pays for it, plus you're out there, you know, and each client mm. can lead to five more easy. Yeah, because it's all about word of mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Like, I, I my office isn't on a main street, but I'm never worried about being visible because word of mouth is what my main clientele. I'm I'm 19 years in and I'm five star still uh, on all my reviews, so that says a lot about the service, you know. Yeah, how are ways that uh? So if it's not from word of mouth, how how is it that some people have found you? Uh, well, you know, um. I, some people should be familiar with Google My Business. Uh, that's a, that's something online. It's free. Uh, so if they do kind of search on there, it's kind of like a social media on Google. So you can post pictures and that type of stuff and it gets you more traffic. So you start popping up. That's one way. Uh, social media as well, doing some ads on Facebook and Instagram, that type of thing. Every time, I mean, the ads are cheap. Every time I do one, I get a client. Every time I do one, I get, I get some kind of client in some way. Sometimes it may not be a big client, but either way, I'll get some kind of interaction. Well worth Definitely. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully you get a couple more clients through this podcast. Right. And and that's yeah. the good thing about today. Technology is they don't need to be here. I have clients that move away in Idaho, Texas, uh, Midwest, and we still do their stuff. Everything's e-sign. Um, I got a portal that they send everything through. Um, and yeah, so that I mean, that's the good thing about technology is, is you can work with anybody anywhere. Definitely. That's what I enjoy about it as well. So if you have clients that move from California to another state, can you still uh, do their taxes because they move yep. somewhere else? Yeah. Yes, sir. Everything's done through eSign. We do DocuSign. Um, they send their documents through a secure pro- portal. Um, a lot of people try to send it through email, which I don't recommend because, you know, just everything that's going on with email, but through the secure pro- portal and, and everything is just businesses all they get call. We go back and forth on their dialogue. However, yes, sir. You don't have to be certified in uh, in those states. Uh, for well, some states might have some certification. Only one, California's got CTEC. New York is a little little picky on theirs. If that's the situation, we'll do their federal, and then we'll outsource the state. Uh, we haven't had a problem yet, though. Okay. Do you ever collaborate? So when when you collaborate with other CPAs, how does that work? It depends. So like, there's a few in Idaho that I do with, and I do it the same again. It comes from my music. So one of the things in music that I used to do is we'd do a flyer. I'd put our stuff on one side and I'd find someone in Colorado, an artist, put their stuff on that side. I would pay for the flyer. I'd send it to them, 5,000 of them. Well, they'll never throw it away, you know, because they're on one side. And even if they put my face down, someone picks it up, they see both sides. Mm-hmm. So it's automatically winning. And then so for tax returns, it's the same way. You know, you know, I, I we'll, we'll share that data or I'll give them a, a percentage and I'll share them different clients from over there. So maybe they got 
someone that wants to do accounting and they don't want someone far away, then there's their there's their client there. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's an agreement that gets signed and, and that type of thing. So but yeah, so I'm some a lot of CPAs, a lot of accountants, they don't want to work with other people because they're worried about losing their workload. Um, you know, even me, education, I like to educate my client because the more educated they are, the better they are when they come to me. Some accountants and CPAs don't want to do that because they're worried about them going to do their own tax return. And that's fine. That happens. But usually, you know, say I charge them $500 uh, every year and they go three years ago, do their own. They save 15, but they make a mistake, a $6,000 mistake. They never save no money. They never touch mm-hmm. a return again and they always come back. And yeah, so yeah, from, yeah. from the years, that's what I see. You know, it happens. But once they make that mistake, they never touch it again. Yeah. So what do you think about, uh, for example, like Intuit, they have a uh, TurboTax. Uh-huh. Do you, uh, what are some pros and cons to, uh, that you see with that software? Well, one of the, with the with, uh, TurboTax, one of the new ones, I don't know if you've seen it, where you can, you can, t- you can scan your W-2 or take a picture of it and it imports the data. Well, I've seen really big mistakes with that. So people come in and get a quote and they're like, well, Turbo said this. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, there's no difference. I look at it and I'm like, oh, look, TurboTax read your thing wrong. Had you filed it, you would have got a notice in two years. I usually it takes two, three years and you would have owed this much money. Um, and then also TurboTax is kind of a walkthrough. So you could give it the wrong answer a few times and it could screw your whole thing up. It's, it, you know, it's, it's going based on what you tell it to do. Um, so some of it, it could be okay. But again, I've had a number of people come in, um, they bought a house. So they're like, okay, I need a professional to do my taxes. And I, and they have last year's and I go, why didn't you take this credit or that credit? They go, oh, I did it on TurboTax. But, but you know, someone's getting $4,000. They're like, okay, that's good. But you could have got six. You know, or someone that owes 12000 but they could only owe 8000 had they known. And so a lot of times people don't want to pay for that professionalism. Um, and that's fine. Like, they can come in here and get a quote and go on their own. If it's the same, they don't have to come back. For me, it's it's okay. I do them. But what they get from me, the service they get from me, they're not going to get from TurboTax. Yeah. Well, now, especially now that you work year, year long, you know, I mean, yeah. it's great. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So people want estimates or, you know, however they come in, I look at their W or their, their last check stuff, kind of give them an estimate what, what, where they need to be, if they need to up their deductions or if they they can claim exit for the rest of the year and be good, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, TurboTax Turbo is good. I, I, I like it, but a lot of people depend on it to be correct when it's based upon the whoever's putting the information in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So what about like corporate taxes? Uh, yeah, corporate taxes, we do. We do a lot of those. Yeah, we do a lot of those. A lot of most corporate taxes, no one really does their own on that. Um, again, you have easy corporate taxes and then you have some complicated ones depending on depreciation, um, business credits and that type of thing. Uh, so, you know, that's the biggest thing now because, you know, the corporate tax rate is down. So uh, a lot of people on Schedule C, you know, if they're making so much money, their their uh, self-employment tax is kind of high. You know, uh, so you could alleviate some of that with a with a, a LLC or a, a C corp. That's tax like an tax like an S corp. So you could get away from, get away from some of that. Those are part part of business strategies. So they come in, I talk to them. I never force my products and services on anybody. Uh, you know, I give them some ideas and I tell them always search around. You know, I always tell people locally here go shop around and then come here and you probably won't want to leave. So mm-hmm. that's great. So how do you so how do you become someone like Jeff Bezos and not have to pay millions of dollars in taxes? You know, a lot of people like especially when the whole Trump thing went on, 
you know, they was like, oh, he's not paying taxes. And well, he had been a fool to pay taxes because he just used depreciation loss, you know, on other companies to lower his taxable income. Mm-hmm. And I see people on social media grumping about it, but I'm like, you come in and you owe $500 and you don't want to pay $500. Yeah. The principle is the same. You know, no one wants to give away any money, but it's, you know, like for business, they'll have a company over here losing money. They'll have another company over here making money, but they come together. And so it kind of zeroes out a little bit. And that's kind of, it's just strategy. Um, people that kind of grump about it, I, you know, I, I see them on social media, you know, talking, they don't want to pay tax or they want to get a return. Um, so I, it, it's business. There would be a fool not to take their deductions. It's within the law. So if you have a problem with the law, then you need to worry about changing the law. Mm-hmm. So I, and I, so when you talk about depreciation in a business, how does that work? Well, depreciation is like when you buy something of value, uh, say you buy uh, some of your equipment for $5,000, you could depreciate it over a number of years. Um, Or now, you know, they have like the 179 where you could depreciate it all at once um, up to a certain amount, depending on your income threshold. But uh, so you could use those expenses to lower, you know, your your taxable income. Now, depending, you know, you may take certain ones that you depreciate more than others, depending on your income. So, like, for instance, if you have 500000 in income, you don't want to take 800000 in depreciation because you're negative. That's mm-hmm. not going to be nothing for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to maybe take 400000 to have $100,000 in income. Mm-hmm. So, just, just depending on your situation. So, those get a little sticky. So, you got to kind of look at what you got and see. But, yeah, so it's just an expense that you could take. Now, if you take it all now, though, then you have no future expense. So you want to make sure you plan ahead. Um, so this is, the planning is real important on, on those type of things. Mm-hmm. So um, some people that may be listening, do you, so I know businesses can do like quarterly taxes or yearly, right? Well, I don't know about well, individuals. But. Well, individuals as well. So anytime you owe over $1,000 to the IRS is on a personal side. Anytime you owe over $1,000, you should be making quarterly taxes or up your withholdings if you're a W-2 employee. And if you don't, there's a penalty for that. The penalty is small, but it's kind of the IRS is the IRS way to get their interest that if they would have had that money, they would have had interest. Um, that's over a thousand on the state. On California, in most other states, it's anything over five hundred dollars. Um, the same thing. Uh, so, like, if you're a Schedule C, you're self-employed, and you're just a Schedule C, not a corporation, you should be doing quarterly payments based upon your your year before. Um, and, and doing that so you don't get that penalty. And yeah, so th- those are the quarterly taxes that you'd end up paying on federal and state. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because, uh, and it's hard, right? Because a lot of CPAs will tell you different things. So you try to figure they, out they will. what works, you know, you know, I have a client he owes every year. He owes about 20,000. He does no quarterlies. His penalty on that is 300 and something dollars, 400 something dollars. So he's like, well, I could use that money to make more money. So I'll pay that 300. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, you know, the power of money, can you, can you use that money to make more than the penalty? Then why wouldn't you? Right, right. You know, exactly. so it, make, it, it makes sense. It makes exactly. dollars. Yeah. So how do you stay up to date with all the laws and uh, th- that, or yeah, all the laws? Well, this, is, this is like one of my new books here. So it's a pretty thick book for just this year stuff. Um it's a lot of webinars, a lot of seminars, a lot of conferences. You know, again, you, you try to hone in on what you see more of. 
you know, and hardly no CPA wants to say, you know what, I'm going to send you somewhere else because I don't know that. But you got to know your limits as well. So on some like estate stuff, I will because estate's not uh, something that I dive into that I know a lot of loopholes. And the last thing I want to do is have a client come in here and I don't give him the best that he can get or mm -hmm. she. Um, so uh, webinars are on every day. There's a webinar you can get from multiple sources. QuickBooks has them. Uh, just every, every they're, they're everywhere. So you try to look for what webinar is in what you want to do. And then local um, groups I'm with, I'm with the NATP, um, CSTC in California, and those are different uh, organizations and they have different conferences and stuff like throughout the week still. Mm -hmm. So just staying on those, I go to two big seminars, usually one in Vegas, one in Reno every year. Um, and, and those are, you know, the IRS is there, the California is there, all the states are there too. There's a big one coming up this month, isn't there? Or it may have uh, already passed. There always is every month somewhere. Oh, no. I haven't I been to the San Vegas. Diego one yet. Okay. Yeah, I thought there was one in Vegas this month. Yeah, because I have a client actually who uh, we're building a, a like a software solution for him, a web mm -hmm. software solution, and um, he's trying to promote this product this time uh, this month. Um, and his product is interesting. I mean, he's a CPA and he's been doing this for a long time as well. But he's trying to, or he's building a product right now that. You know for people that want to retire out of the industry mm -hmm. what do they do with their business so it's like kind of like you can sell your business online or auction it off to other businesses or sell your clients to other cpas mm -hmm. and find uh and find partners on there as well right yeah so um, yeah i get a, i usually like get a letter market. i usually get a letter every year from hr block they want to buy my business or a partner really so that, yeah yeah, because so they, they, they make their yeah, and they do that a lot. So they'll partner, and then you got to go by their prices and everything they do. Um, but you can sell too. But they get it, you know, because you can look up people's eros, or you can look up their p10s and see what, how many returns they're doing and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm sure H and R Block isn't trying to offer you anything equal to the amount of what you're probably making, right? No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah not worth it so that's kind of like what this software is is kind of because you put your price on there right oh yeah okay yeah. yeah yeah and then people either you know they want it or they don't but of course you're gonna have to share all the documentation right right and then people who go on there and kind of shop for what they want yeah yeah, right. yeah exactly you know for example if you have 200 clients you know and you're making x amount of money per year and then maybe your valuation uh comes out to being like 400,000 500,000 to sell your business Mm -hmm. you put it on there and then you know someone will probably want it you know based on location and then uh and then after that once you get a serious buyer then you share all the documentation needed to the other person that's trying to buy your business and then hopefully you get can establish a deal that way or you can buy clients as well right that nice exactly yeah well because exactly now now everything is remote you don't need to yeah. have your client in front of you so i mean you mm -hmm. could have clients in different uh states and cities yes yeah so uh, that's nice yeah i have a one. few I've, I've i've bought clients before and it's uh negotiated and you could get you could actually come out on top pretty good so that yeah that's perfect for that type of stuff especially i, I know a number of people that go out of business or not go out of business but they want to step away and retire like you said and and they need that platform mm -hmm. so uh what 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 do you see happen so like you see people that want to get out of the business some reason they're kind of stuck with it so how 
for example, if it was you, how do you handle a situation like that for those that might be listening? Yeah, I would, you know, well, the good thing is I work with a lot of other tax preparers and accountants all over the country. So, you know, selling a client base, you know, they're going to want to know how many will want to come through or how many do I do digitally? Because honestly, with the digital age, I got people that are four miles away that haven't came in in five years. You know, they just do everything online from work or whatever, you know, and we have uh, my my tax database with business and everything is around twenty one hundred um, right now. Probably grow a lot more this year. Uh, but of those, about five hundred are just they don't come in. Um, so you have a lot and of clients. And that's growing. Yeah. And it's just, you know, like even now, even home financing, refinancing your house, you don't even go see anyone anymore. You can just do it all online, mm -hmm. you know? So I think, um, I think the network of it though, and also like I pay attention around here, who's doing what, you know, as far as my industry, what are they doing? Am I on par? Um, am I doing okay compared to them? And I don't, and, and me, I don't, I'm not cocky. So like I'll go visit them and, you know, sometimes they don't want to visit me because I'm competition. Um, but I'm fine. I mean, cause in, in retrospect, 2100, that's not even 1% of the population here. Yeah. Like that's how much is out there. You know? So like, I'm really, I'm not competition. The 2100 is nothing. Yeah. And for tax returns, you know, I mean, there's, you know, luckily now I do everything else that carries on, but even, I mean, we still do well with the 2100 clients, you know, cause half of those are business clients, but still though, like there's no competition. So I like to network with, the local local people doing the same thing and then therefore selling your business they know if you're doing well they, you don't even have to tell them they know and they'll buy it like you know and maybe there's four or five of them depending on the size of your city now you kind of got it up for bargain like who's offering what mm -hmm. so then can cpas collaborate more is there ways to do that uh they can but you for competition all the time you know, not always. I think, um, in my experience, the elderly CPAs, they kind of like, they do it their way and that's it. And they don't, they don't network really, you know, uh, the younger, the younger generation, I think is out there a little more social media wise. They just got to get out of the house now and go to some real conferences and that type of thing, <laughs> you know, um, like, you know, honestly, like I'm always working. So, if I go to the parades, when I go to the parades, I'm not in the parade because then I want to be able to talk to people, you know, so I'm just talking to people. Um, I coach sports, you know, at the local high schools and youth levels there. So I'm always talking to people there. If I go out for dinner, if I go out for drinks, you know, I'm talking to people and not necessarily talking to talking business, but we're just talking. And then if the conversation comes up, but, you know, usually someone knows me somewhere. Um, okay, that's good. So I think you know that's important. I also you know and then and then the social media. You know I don't pay anyone for social media per se, um, because I do all right with it. Uh, and if I and could I could it be better? You know I think anything could be better. So mm -hmm. and, and I think if you find someone that does social media well, it's well worth it. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to find those. In, social media is one of those uh, things. Like if you hire someone, you're you probably want to hire them for at least a couple months to really see some return yeah. on your revenue. Yes, because you you're not going to see it in one month. It's not going to happen. No, not, not yeah. at all. Even two months is kind of cutting it short, but I mean, you'll probably see some gains after that, hopefully. Yeah, social um, media, when I when I get new clients that come in, I'll ask them, I'm like, how do you hear about me? Most of them are social media, and 
and they'll and I'll say they'll say, "Well, I seen something you posted nine months ago," and so when this issue came up, uh, you're the first person I thought of, and so that's something you know, like you're saying, like sometimes you got to invest whatever it is, and it comes back later, but then it starts stacking on top of each other. You know, yeah. as long as you're doing it right, you just keep going, and then it'll it'll come back. I mean, and that happens every month, like you know, everyone, oh, you know, I'll post different education is the biggest one and then humor you know if you point if you post just facts people don't even really care about that they want to see yeah. some kind of did you know you know or some kind of humor you know uh, like right now you know what is it the w2s are dilated to one centimeter right now <laughs> um the w2s are in the crock pot simmering and that type of stuff people love those because they're ready <laughs> You know, but uh, or you know the, the humor in that, or or just hey, did you know that the tax credit for this and this? And they're like, wait, what? You know, uh, but just facts. They most people don't care, but you know those little those little things that know though. That's how you get people kind of hooked in. Mm -hmm. You should be like the tax man meme king. <laughs> <laughs> I just I go stealing memes. I don't have time to make memes. <laughs> there's a yeah, good there's some good hashtags out there where people post them and they're good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one I of the was... one of the tax one of the hashtags is like tax season um, on Instagram. Like they have all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's I'm sure. I have a friend that he's been trying to be this meme guru for like the last couple of years. Um, right. Actually, I mean, now he's starting to get some traction. Like he's getting celebrities like liking his stuff. So. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know why, but it's just funny that. Right. But, you know, that's what captures, though. And so you got to find a way to capture your crowd. Right. And so that's what captures. But the biggest thing is if if your if your mark sticks in their head, when something comes about, you're the first one. And right. that's 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 paying off. That's the promotion paying off. And it might not happen today. It might happen in a year from now, you know, depending on how persistent you are. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so. And I feel like that's what it is. Right. So like with any business, like you have to be persistent. You have to. Yes. Keep Mm -hmm. just moving forward and pushing you can't stay stagnant right exactly and and that's the thing and staying with technology you know how many people like we do like uh, we're talking about how you could be anywhere and we could do your tax returns and business stuff well there's a lot of old school people they don't do it they don't yeah. e-file they don't you know or they don't even like on payroll they they do it the old school way they don't even e-file your payroll taxes and stuff that some of that stuff's kind of mandated now but still, they don't want to do it because of that, because they don't understand that. They don't understand any of that, or they don't, they want, don't want to learn it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so yeah. I try to stay on top. I've been doing uh, the e the um, online stuff since I started. So uh, on my own, like nine years. Mm -hmm. And so, like you know, people always. Some people still are like, "Oh, you could do that." And I'm like, "Yeah." Going mm -hmm. twenty first century. <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty almost. Um, mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, it's true because, like, right now, you know, I'm based in San Diego, but right now I, I've had a couple clients in Vegas, and then I might be having one in Chicago here soon. And mm -hmm. I don't need them to come here, and nor do I need to go over there. I mean, sometimes I'll travel to just go visit them out of right. respect and just being a, like giving them like a good customer service, right? You know, and I'll do that, but I, I, I mean, like, I'm trying to even like see if I can get some clients in Europe as well at the moment. Mm -hmm. And why not? I mean, because we can. Right. The app world is worldwide. Yeah, tech world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, we, we can get clients almost anywhere as long as they're willing to work with us and just like we do things like this. We got on a video call. 
we discuss mm -hmm. it, we showcase the product, uh, emails, of course. And then, I mean, that's all we really need. And then just like sharing uh, documents online, you know, like through like right. a Dropbox folder or Google Drive. Yes. Yeah, I got a client. He's an engineer. And so he's he's based away from me about 30 miles, but he gets a lot of stuff from China. So he's in China once a month. And so we'll Zoom call, you know, conference call, uh, you know, hey, should I get this? How would this work if I bring this? How does this work? You know, so those right. things like so you could be doing business and we're in different time zones. You know, he's on the other side yeah, of the world, yeah, yeah. you know, but that's the beauty of everything, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah. and then. And me, you know, like some people aren't accessible at certain times, mostly me, like I'm accessible all the time. And mm -hmm. that, but that's part of my, my business. That's part of what they get with me. And, right. and that's part of the experience. That's why I, I do well, I believe, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Um, well, Rob, uh, looks like we're coming up on our 30 minute mark now, but uh, you know, I, I just have a quick random question. For you. Okay. We always have like a random question. So if you were a number, which number would you be? Uh, I would be number 22. Is that a lucky number? It's not a lucky number. It's uh, it's not to bring any sadness, but it's, it's uh, my son's football number. And he actually passed away four years ago. And so oh. the 22 is always uh, the double digit 22. So. Well, it is that's a lucky a, number then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 that <laughs> yeah that's great. Awesome. Well, um, so for some of our viewers uh, that are watching, um, where can they find you? Uh, thetaxman.com, which the, um, not the, the. Um, and I did that on particular because Z points out it's the one. Um, on Facebook, it's thetaxman209. Um, so facebook.com slash that. Um, also, uh, I hashtag everything, uh, thetaxman. Those are the best ways you'll find me on there. If you just did a search, my website is decent. You know, it has all my social media links and contact and everything. So any questions are free. Um, anything. So, yeah, I'm here to help and, and even educate. And that, that goes for not only clients, but also young accountants, young tax preparers, any of that type of stuff. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, some consulting services as well. Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely. All right, great. Well, it was great uh, hearing you, you know, speak and learning from you. And I hope some of our viewers got some good information out of this. No, I appreciate it, Chris. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com. If you like what you hear and you want to let people know, don't forget to tag us using hashtag businessaf.